Hello, I'm Joan. I'm a Canadian family physician who also works as a restorative medical educator, facilitator, and coach. I create spaces that rehumanize the work of healthcare. I'm creating this podcast to remind myself, as well as anyone else working in a helping profession, that when you are working and caring for your human patients, you are the other human in the room. Hey there, healthcare humans. Thank you for listening to this bonus episode of The Other Human in the Room. Um, So uh, this episode uh, somewhat connects with my recent series on moral distress. And in particular, one of the main themes that I talk about on those podcasts is finding a way to reconnect with your values. Because um, one major harm reduction strategy against the pain and suffering we experience from moral distress is if we know what our values are and we um, therefore can center our decision-making, our actions, how we show up from our values. Understanding that the world is deeply uh, broken and unjust and cruel and harmful in so many ways, there's something that takes away the power for things to be morally distressing if we are deeply rooted in our own morals and sense of value and act according to that. There will always be times where the system pressures and our socialized pressures will will um, influence us to act outside of integrity with our values and we can offer ourselves so much love and compassion for why that would happen and how it is so challenging to root ourselves in our values in a world that doesn't care about our values and would rather us just value whatever it wants to. So like the reason to do this work is sort of brave work. It is deep work, but it is, it feels so much better. It helps your decision-making so much to have a sense of who you are based on your values. It's a way of kind of thinking of identity in a way that's like, very clear and tangible and that it's been some of the work I've enjoyed having done the most. And I have been in many situations recently where I was so grateful that I had identified my values that I am operating from at the moment um, because it it certainly made decisions a lot clearer. Without values, usually what we do, especially during times of like distress and anxiety is um, default to our survival mechanisms. And those are fine. Those are what we have always operated from. And we, you know, know how to do them. They probably feel more familiar to us. Um, And they unfortunately often cause a a lot more like harm to ourselves and even others, you know, um, often for me, a lot of my survival mechanisms, certainly to myself, but also others. Um, And then we don't feel good about what our actions after the fact. So like, say I'm in I am confronted by, um, say I'm in a fight with my partner, you know, for my husband, for example, and um, I'm, he says something that I perceive as critical, like my default is to go into survival brain, right? If I'm able to sit with, give myself space and sit with what are my values here? What is it that I, how do I want to show up to this conversation with him? Um, I always know that that conversation goes better. Same with patients, same with like big decisions about clinical care or I don't know, legal issues, like whatever it is, these values have really guided me. So that's my like promotion for you to think about doing this work. Um, and so uh, I have a worksheet 
that I have used in various settings about values that I'm just going to include in the show notes here. So if you're interested in doing this for yourself, sort of in written form, there'll be a worksheet that you can like copy and like fill out yourself. So the first thing I'm going to do is just like read that out. And sort of as you're listening, as you drive or walk or whatever, like consider your answers for yourself about these things. Um, These are questions that I found very helpful to help isolate for me what my values are. So the first one is like spending some time reflecting, um, writing down or saying out loud whatever comes to mind. So uh, the first one is like, you know, in life, um, in your work, um, what drives you? Like, and when I think about what drives you, I think of like what lights you up is another way to say it. What kind of fuels you um, to do things with your life? What are some of the things that drive you? Another question to ask yourself is what do you stand for? You know, what are your priorities? What are your issues? Like what are the things that you will stand behind? And then that third, the third question is what do you fight for, right? That's what really matters to you. And that's what values are. What matters to you the most? And we are all going to have different values. So some people, their values are rest or their values are humor. Their, your value is adventure, excitement. Um, other people's values are peace or um, con- connection, their family, their uh, solitude. You know, like these are some examples of values that um different people will have none of them are right or wrong over the other right like but it's like what fuels you drives you what do you stand for what do you fight for thinking through all of those things that might be now sometimes that's like it comes natural and you like think through what makes sense and what drives you and what feels good to you and um, sometimes you need a bit of help so in step two of the worksheet i have a list of potential values and you don't have to choose just from this list but it's got like just like a giant long list of, of words and um you can look through it and circle the ones that resonate with you, you know, and circle as many that you're like, oh yeah, that's something. If I'm given a choice, I know I'm acting in sort of integrity with myself. I know I'm, this is going to feel better for me if I prioritize this in my life. I know that that's something that I always feel good about after the fact. It feels like me. It feels right. It feels like I would do it again, you know? And so looking through that list and circling those, and so say you have a bunch of different ideas or words and lists, um, especially if you're going to use these values to help you like make decisions. Say you want to use these as like ways to make decisions in your practice. The same kind of exercise you can do with an organization so that you all are operating from the same values as well, which is interesting, right? So, but if you're doing this work and you want to use it in that respect, it is good to narrow them down to a minimum of two, um, a minimum of two and a maximum of five, somewhere between two to five are going to be kind of your core values. Just because if it's a list of 20, often some of them kind of contradict each other. Like we want it to be somewhat, they can be slightly at odds with each other, but you know, if you balance these two to five things, that's a sweet spot of like a decision well made an action well taken. You know, when we're in the room with the patient and there's so many different options, if I'm rooted in my values, I have a sense of which ones are I want to actually offer the patient or this is how I want to show up for a patient based on my values, right? Someone, so say a patient comes to you and they're upset and I have a value of um, discipline or order or um, control. Uh, I'm trying to think of what someone would say. Um, 
like professionalism in a kind of way that means like no emotion, right? I'm going to show up in that room differently than if I have a value of authenticity, of um, uh, compassion, of generosity, you know, like, and I know you can probably guess which of those, the the latter ones that are closer to my values. So then I do have a judgment of people whose values are different than mine. But the point is like, we all do have different values based on who knows, our upbringing, our genetics, all these things. So at least if we know what we're operating from, we can be mindful and intentional about it, you know? So narrowing it down to this list of two to five. And if you're not, and if it, that's hard to do, it's hard to actually narrow down and collect and to be like, okay, what are my essential values that I'm going to try and operate from? Um, these are some questions that can guide you. So which of these really define me as a person? And then this is a really helpful one. Which of these are me at my best? Because like I said, when we're not at our best, when we're really under-resourced, when we're like really stressed, we're not operating from our values. We're operating from our survival mechanisms. And sometimes those are honestly at odd with our values. So like a, uh, a concrete example is one of my survival mechanisms is to lie, is to pretend I'm fine when I'm not, or like literally to just like lie to people. That is definitely like, I'm, it's like a fawning response, I think is the technical trauma response term. I just lie. I just like lie to get out of a situation. If I'm in my values, one of my values is really like integrity, which and, and like authenticity and like being grounded in myself. So when I'm in my values, I'm going to find a way to be honest um, in a way that feels good for me, That's that feels like I'm sharing it because I want to share it still in a way that maybe is gentle or whatever. But like if I'm in my values, I, I generally don't lie. But when I'm so at my best, you could say that my value would not include lying, right? So um, it may define me that I am someone who often lies, but that's because of my survival stuff. But who, what, what defines me when I'm at my best? That's what we're going for for our values. And what, of course, these values then do is draw you back to who you are as, as your best and help guide your decisions and actions so that you can feel like you're operating from yourself in your best state. Not best like you win the humanity competition, but just like your best feeling self, you know? Um, and then the last question that's super useful is, is this a filter that I use to make hard decisions? So when I'm faced with different choices, what are the kinds of values that are going to guide me? You know, um, there's a decision between cutting hours and cutting, uh, I didn't think through an example ahead of time, but like something like, would I rather spend a bit more money and maintain the same level of care for my patients, that that usually is my answer. But someone else may have um, a real value around like fiscal uh, frugality or like, you know, uh, whatever the word for that is clearly not one of my values, but like, you know, being very efficient with money and that's an important value for them. So they may make a different decision than me around staffing things, for example, and pay raises. Like the, like this is the kind of stuff we're talking about here, right? Um, um, and certainly in times where we would normally feel moral distress, right, which was the theme of the podcast previously, we need our values because there's not a clear cut, quote unquote, right answer. Like when you are trying to like practice medicine with like a paperclip and, uh, you know, nothing else. Okay, what are my values saying? How will this guide me? How can I sort of triage what's in front of me knowing the circumstances are, are very painful and horrendous so that I can still feel good about what I have done, right? So 
those are some questions to guide you um, in the show notes. It'll have the worksheet. Um, I wanted to share then just the second half of this little podcast, my values, um, just so you get a sense of examples of, and I thought about these a lot. These are words that are meaningful to me. The exact same words could mean something different to other people. Um, but I wanted to share mine just, you know, as part of my practice. Well, one of my values on this list is generosity. And I want to share what has helped me because I have a saying that I say to myself, which is what has helped me is will help others. What has saved me will save others. And I think that for some people getting clear about your values can be very useful to help serve you in situations where decisions feel really muddy. So my five values are embodiment, curiosity, integrity, collectivity, and generosity. Those are my, my five. Um, I'm, I have an intention to put my values on my website. So I, now I've given myself a little timeline. So by the time this podcast is released, I will have a page where you can read these and as well as I, I go into a bit more detail about them. Um, I came to these five after, you know, this process of trying to understand, um, who I am and what matters to me most. And these, these words and ideas, the ideas behind these words matter, um, are the things that help guide me. So, you know, say, um, say a staff member comes to me and they're upset about an issue. I would think through what matters to me. So embodiment. So I value giving our bodies what they need, rest, pleasure, nourishment. So how can I honor what my body needs and what the staff person needs? I'm going to try and come to that conversation with curiosity because I know it can't coexist with judgment. And I notice that in survival brain, I'm often quick to judge and be defensive. And if I'm able to stay in curiosity, I feel much more at ease and at my best and able to connect with people better integrity. So, you know, not trying to wiggle out of things that are my responsibility owning my impact as well as my intention behind my actions, accountability, and and holding space for the complexity of things, you know. Um, collectivity, my fourth value. So that each of us has a uh, power over their own actions. And I am and my job is to honor my autonomy as well as other people's. And that together we can accomplish so much more than on our own. Um, and then generosity. So and my definition of generosity is is to share everything that has saved me in order to save others. Like I said, it's actually literally just there. Um, but a, a piece of that, like a sub value of that is sustainability. Like true generosity is is sustainable. So I'm only going to give what I have to offer. So often it, it ends up being, um, sometimes I give less than I would otherwise because I'm actually being genuinely generous instead of self-betraying, right? So those are the values that I try to use to guide my decisions, um, what I release on this podcast, what I create. You know, if someone comes to me and is like, yikes, I didn't like what you did, Joan. I don't like what you said. Um, I would reflect on it and reflect on what, you know, didn't sit well with them. And then I would reflect on what they've shown me and look at my values and say, oh, you're right. That was not integrity with my values, actually, the thing that you didn't like. Or I'd look and be like, you know what? What I, I did was really aligned with my values. Clearly this person has different values and I can hold space for that, but I, I'm not going to change this action, right? You see how it makes a difference? You're seated in confidence for yourself. So there you go. Mini podcast on values. Um, 
especially I, I've seen this work done a lot for those who are in leadership positions, but I actually think everyone who works in healthcare is in a leadership position, certainly over our patients we are, whether we think of that or not. I think this is useful work for everyone. It's my biased opinion because I like it. <laughs> so if you don't think it's useful for you, listen to yourself over me, of course. Um, if you ever want support to kind of get your values down, I've done this explicitly with a few pa uh, patients. Have I done it with any patients? No, but I have done it with some coaching clients. Um, I've sort of helped them narrow down and define their values and sort of drafted it with them. And so if that's of interest to you, that's a perfect reason to use one of my like a la carte restorative coaching sessions that I do offer, or it can be included as part of the package. If you want to do like a full coaching session, we can make sure we reserve at least one to do this values work. I really love doing it. So, and I feel like though it seems kind of abstract, if we do it right, then it then applies to everything. It's very useful. So um, there you go. Another hopefully helpful strategy that you can use to really center yourself and your humanity in healthcare because what values are, are centering who you is an individual person and an individual human and what you care about and having that guide your decisions in healthcare. That's going to rehumanize healthcare. And that's what this podcast is all about. I hope you have a wonderful, valuable day, hee hee hee, and uh, I'll talk to you next time. Hey there, healthcare humans. I want to invite you to sign up for my course, How to Stop Worrying About Your Patients. It's a free five-day email course delivered right to your inbox where I teach you why worrying is optional, that it's not actually helpful for your patients, and that it's possible to reclaim your brain from worry and start enjoying your life in and outside of medicine. Go to joanchanmd.com course to sign up now. I'll see you in your inbox.